guys, welcome to the True Blue Riffcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Dave. My name is Christine DeBell, but many of you know me as Susan from A Talking Cat. And as you know, I have to go and get my cheese puffs out of the oven. So have a great time with Jeremy and Dave. See you soon. Thanks, Christine. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. And we're we're back, Dave. We're back, yeah. We're back. You're Jeremy been, and I'm Dave, and we're back. Yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, yeah, we had some, we've had longer breaks, but still. Yeah, we had some work stuff going on yeah. both between the two of us. and But that's, wanna, all, that's all fixed now, I think. Do we want to tell a story? I mean, you can if you want to. Okay, well, I'll give the Reader's Digest version of what there happened to me. I don't know what happened to you, but uh, we're talking about me, Dave, the number one Rift Tracks fan. Uh, <laughs> what happened to me was that I actually accepted a position with the United States Post Office. 
I know, right? It's very exciting. <laughs> um, and um, if you know anything about me, I used to be in the United States Army. And um, I kind of like uh, created in my mind what I thought the post office was going to be like. I thought it was going to be like the Army, but without all the Army BS. Turns out it's not like that at all. <laughs> On our, it, 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 it's a long application process. It's like a two month long application process because they got to do a background check on you that they didn't really do because nobody that I listed as a reference got called. But, um, so, uh, I applied to be a city, a CCA, a city carrier assistant. And it, um, at no point did uh was it ever explained to me during the hiring process was that i was an auxiliary employee and what that means is is that i would be a replacement for regular mailmen who call off or need help with their routes or for for whatever reason that part's never explained to you that part's only explained to you when you're already in the door and when this was explained to us on day two or three of orientation down in Salt Lake, I raised my hand and I said, excuse me, hi, I'm Dave. I work here at the post office now. Um, does this mean are we guaranteed our regular hours? And I asked this three times at least. Any, any, any time it came up that we were that we were that we were <laughs> welcome back from the edit, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that we were replacements. I would I would express this concern that like, hey, look, I took this job because I need money. I need an income. <laughs> like selling books on Amazon uh, doesn't exactly cut it. And every time they're just like, oh, don't worry about it. You're going to be getting so many hours. You're going to be crying. Holy crap. Cancel your plans for the next 50 years. You'll be delivering mail in your freaking sleep. That's how much work you'll be getting as a CCA. Now, you got to be a CCA, a city carrier assistant, for two years, for two years before they make you a regular. Um, so uh, after training, I go to my – after training and everything, I go to my uh, my main my main post office, and I'm scheduled to work the next day. And they're like, we'll text you before 7 a.m. if we don't need you. I was like, Jigamba Hall? It's like, explain, please. And they're like, well, we have a full staff uh, and we have a bunch of regulars that already cover other regulars who call off. Plus, there are three other auxiliary employees in front of you. So you're literally the last man. We'll text you before 7 a.m. if we don't need you. Don't worry about it. Your, your, your workflow is going to be up and down. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. And the next day they sent me a text saying that they didn't need me. And this happened three times. So on, they, I've, I've, I was finally able to get into work to actually go in and deliver a route. And the first time went fine. Second, third time goes kind of okay. I'm just kind of wondering, like, uh, I don't really like this. <laughs> and then uh, one day was just an absolute, complete nightmare. I caught... The I caught the the post office manager following me around in the government car to make sure I was doing the job right, which I understand. They got to check up on new people to make sure they're not like doing wrong stuff. It doesn't mean that I appreciated it. Um, and then when I got back to the post office that day, 
uh, I find that there's a whole bunch of mail that one of the carriers didn't want to do. And that's part of what the CCA, the city of carrier assistants have to do is yeah. do stuff that the regulars don't want to do. And they're like, see that over there? Go deliver that mail. Find the first address. They, they don't tell you where the route starts. You have to find the, the first address and follow the mail. They don't train you on where the routes are. You just have to figure it out. You're just kind of like tossing the fire. Bye. See ya. <laughs> so what this route was, it was what this guy had done to me is that he took all his longest walking routes and plopped them right onto me. And they said, go get it done in an hour and a half. And I'm like, okay. So I load the truck up. And it's like these huge bins of mail. Like, gigantic. it's not a small amount. And it's, I, I mean, like, I know no one listening to this has any idea about the geography of Ogden. But I'll just tell you the names of the streets. And you tell me if they sound important or not. All of 36th Street, all of 37th Street, all of Maple, and all of Belmar, all walking. It took three and a half hours. That's a lot right? of walking. Yeah. You got to walk up to every house, deliver every package. You got to carry all that crap. And at first, I didn't think that I would mind the walking so much because I walk around all the time. I'm actually kind of famous in Western Weber County for the ground I cover during the day. You got to get my exercise by walking like 11 miles a day. <laughs> uh, but um, but by the end, I was just like exhausted. And I was just like, oh. And I actually texted my brother and I said, hey, look when I get back, you gotta, you gotta talk me out of quitting, man. So, uh, and the next day was supposed to be my day off. So I go back to the office after all that done. I was like, screw this. But in my head, I'm not, I'm maintaining my professionalism, but I happen to check the schedule and my day off is whited out and they want me to come back in and they had rescheduled my day off without telling me for Friday. And I was like, okay, strike three. And it was like at that moment that I decided to quit. Now, um, I texted. Now, Jeremy will attest to this because for a long time after I got hired, I was very enthusiastic about working at the post office. Yes, indeed. And I, yeah, I had, I, had, I had said, Jeremy, you tell this part about my interaction with you about working at the post office. <laughs> well, I got a text message from Dave and it just said, hey, so I don't want to tell you, you know, like what to do or anything like that. But uh, you should go apply to work at the post office because they're paying this much an hour and it's just going to be a great job. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and then tell them the next text message that I sent you regarding this subject matter <laughs> after this happened. Like, like uh, today? Yeah, like, he I was think you were one of the first text messages <laughs> I sent after I walked out of the post office after what I just told you happened. He was just like, uh, yeah, so don't apply for the post office. This job is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, it's a nightmare, total nightmare. Now, I had done this with another one of my friends. I'm not going to say where I used to work, but I used to be an overnight custodian at another place. And uh, I'd actually recommended that one of my other friends from this job apply at the post office as well. And I... <laughs> I felt like I had that obligation to save him <laughs> and because uh, he said he was thinking about it. And I texted him. I said, don't do this. This is a nightmare. Do not apply at the post office. And then uh, since he works overnight, like a little bit later that night, he sends me a text saying, 
hey, we're hiring and we're paying as I'm not saying how much it is, but we're paying as much as the post office now. And I was like, what? And I was like, well, I quit without notice. You think they'd want me back? And he's like, well, I'll talk to the overnight manager. And so I go to bed and I wake up to all these text messages saying, we want you back. Come back. Come back. It's like, we need you. So I get in my car and I drive over there because they're still there. It's like six o'clock in the morning. And they're all extremely happy to see me. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, it's like, well, I'll talk to the hiring man, the overnight manager. It's like, I'll talk to the hiring manager and she'll talk to you today, but we need you back. And I was like, and it's this much an hour now. Yeah. And it's like, that's exactly as much as the post office is paying me. I was like, I'll accept the offer if you like, you know, like, you know, like I'll accept it if you offer it, if the hiring yeah. manager offers it. While I'm hey, what's on up, Tommy Kiro Squad? Day, so I go to the post office and start delivering that route, just thinking the whole time it's like, and so I get a text message from the overnight manager. He said, hey, hiring manager wants you. Can you come in to see her today? I'm like, I'm on a route. Dang it. So, uh, <laughs> no. So I was like, well, I can't come in right now, but I can call her. So I like at the like at the one apartment building on this route, I stop and I call and she offers me the job and I accepted it. So I finished the route. I finished the day. I go home. I type up an ex, uh, my, a resignation text and I fill out the official post office resignation form. And I sent that sent that about 830 at night, sent that off. And yeah. that was my career with the United States Post Office. And I'm back to my <laughs> old job with a raise. So it was what, like three or four weeks maybe it was yeah it was about four weeks like uh, four, four weeks four weeks of of training and actual working i would say yeah. I, yeah i would say that i was delivering for about two weeks yeah considering uh you know that's how long we were gone for that's yeah. pretty much uh that's pretty much the whole the whole thing yeah so why why uh, we weren't the, here for a while? Why, but, yeah, because be, 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 because I had a misadventure with the post office. We were gonna try to figure out a new schedule once that once my schedule had like evened out. But like one of the things about working with the post office is that your schedule doesn't even out for two years at least. Yeah. So that it might have killed the podcast, or I might not have been able to have been on it. And so, uh, the podcast without Dave just just you know that wouldn't wouldn't yeah. be right. Without both of the number one fans, uh, yeah, it would not shoot, be so. not be right. Um, and plus, like we were thinking about going back to Sundays, but yeah. the whole reason we stopped doing Sunday nights was because my work schedule. Uh, I have to get up at the well at, before the buck crack of dawn to get ready and go to work uh, for Sundays and Mondays, and so that just wouldn't have worked that way either, unfortunately. But now we don't have to worry about it because yeah. everything's yeah, back because, to the way that it was. <laughs> yeah, everything's back. Like it was. It's such a weird. Like I never thought that I'd go back there. I'm just trying to protect the identity of of, of my workplace. I know no one listening is really gonna go like harass them, but I've had people in my past that have. Yeah, so, well, and it, I I got to witness some of that fun. Yeah, and we don't want to have to worry about that ever again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But uh, it's I never thought like I never thought that this whole post office saga would end by me being back there doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Being accepted back with open arms <laughs> with a three dollar raise. 
Yeah, please come back. We'll pay you more. And I was like, oh, okay. my gosh. Sure. So I feel like I, I, I never thought that I would be more excited to uh, go back to being an overnight custodian. Yeah. But here uh, we are. Hero Squad says, got to earn that seniority. And uh, I think he's talking about the post office. And uh, Josh says, welcome back. And that's so awesome. So there we go. Now, the only thing, the only other thing we have to worry about today is uh, the fact that that we have to talk about old from M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited to talk about old. Me too. This was my flag. I'm going to plant my flag and say this is the best thing Rift Tracks has done in 2022. And it's also, I mean, I know we're not there yet, but it's also, in my opinion, the first real contender for Riff of the Year. Yeah, and we're in April, so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, it is it is uh, April 25th, and it is the perfect date. Just, just to remind everybody of that. It's the perfect date. The perfect date, yes. Anybody who's... Uh, Watched Miss Congeniality will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've seen Miss Congeniality too, but Josh got it. He said he got it. Okay. Uh, first, before we get to old, uh, we need to talk about someone else who's old, and that's uh, James <laughs> Wen, and just see what the hell James Wen is up to. Uh, he was running that crowd, uh, the crowdfunding thing for completing Birdemic Three, and I would let's like to point out. Let's take a look at how first, that. Uh, this is not the first crowdfunding uh, effort he has done for Pandemic Three. No. If you'll recall, in 2016, he ran an unsuccessful Indiegogo, uh, which raised, I think, <laughs> less than 700 bucks. The first one did. Yeah, and uh, as you can see on the screen, this this one raised a grand total of 640 dollars out of. A $50,000 goal with 15 total backers. Uh, so that didn't work. Uh, 50000 He wanted fifty grand. No, for, yeah, how, much uh, did he, how much did he make? He got $640. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> so he decided to but then try and raise funds. Graphics. Yeah, he tried to raise funds by um, making NFTs. <laughs> As you can see on uh, on the screen for those watching us live, uh, there's a whole bunch of NFTs, which are literally just the same picture of uh, the bird flying with different uh, Photoshop effects overlaid on top yeah. of it. So, like, there's, uh, there's brush, and uh, that one looks like the plastic one. Uh, this one looks like a video glitch. Like these aren't these aren't great. And they're they're well, yeah. only well, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean I can this one I do kind of like. Not to pay uh over two thousand dollars, but What? Uh yeah, because they're it's point Point three one Ethereum, and right now, at this current moment, that is $2,901 for point three one Ethereum. Crypt- um, guys, cryptocurrency is a sham. Don't <laughs> yes, it do is. it. And NFTs are even worse. Uh, you know, I actually posited the question on Twitter a while ago. I don't remember if I even got any uh, 
any actual responses from it or not. I'm right-clicking and saving this NFT, guys. This one's mine now. Um, and without paying for it. Uh, but I, I posited the question as if there was anything from your favorite uh, creator or, or brand or something like that that would make you walk away. And mine was NFTs. If you start doing NFTs, I'm I'm done, because NFTs are they're a scam. That's that's all they are. They're a scam, and they're actually bad for the environment because of all the electricity and energy generated by this stuff. You know, for for bitcoins and and cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. And it's just bad. And uh, so don't don't do it, guys. No, I don't want Riftcast NFTs. That's not gonna happen, Josh. Dave, if you make what? NFTs, uh, we're done. Hey, look, 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 man. NFTs, <laughs> like anytime anybody tries to explain NFTs, it's it's like what I call the QAnon effect. It's like whenever someone tries to explain, not to get political or anything, but whenever somebody tries to like explain QAnon to me, all I hear is like birds in the ocean, and, and just like don't <laughs> retain any of it. It's also like, like, like when people try to explain Birdemic to me why three sea eagle. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like all I hear. It's just like I hear them, but I don't retain any of it. It's it's yeah. a lot like how how people tell me what they didn't like about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I hear them, but I don't retain any of it. It's so just, it's the you're same selling thing JPEGs with NFTs. for thousands of dollars, basically. Yeah, and but, no, but people explain it's people explain like like the logic behind it or, you or, own or it something. in the cloud. It doesn't make. <laughs> As somebody like I think my brother was trying to explain to me about uh like something about like slots you're that first slot on something in the file history the chain of custody or some <laughs> crap like that I that's that's probably all wrong but that just goes to show you just like how uninterested I am in that so no I'm not going to be doing any true blue ripcast NFTs Good thank you I appreciate it like Great, here's an NFT of our interview with David Giancola. Like how'd that even work? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like the these people bought, um, and the NFT of like the original version of Dune, and they thought what? because they bought that NFT that they now owned the rights to the IP of Dune. Okay, that person is an idiot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on from NFTs, let's talk about the uh, weekend box office. This is something a little bit more that we can uh, we can understand. Sometimes, depending yep. on how good or bad certain movies are doing. Uh, yep. Number one film, the kids' movie, The Bad Guys, uh, based on okay. books. I guess it's about. It is. Animals. It is April. It is April. Uh, coming in at second, Sonic the Hedgehog two. I need to see that. Uh, Fantastic that Beasts, really The Secret good. of Dumbledore drops down to third. The Northman uh, debuts in fourth place. And The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent uh, debuts in fifth. Uh, and Everything Everywhere All at Once is now down to six. But I do need to see those those last three movies. And Sonic the there's there's four movies on this list that I want I, to go see. I do want to see Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, like, I know it's supposed to be a kid's movie, but it looks really cool. <laughs> I liked the first one way more than I thought I would. Uh, but this so one I actually looks like see it's, the second it's, one. 
it's very more like the video game. Like and that's it's... and that's what I think Ben Schwartz was talking about that in an interview. He's yeah. the guy who voices Sonic for people who may not know. Um, but he was talking about how they Gotta wanted they wanted to give the fans what they wanted to see, which was video game storylines and representation and stuff like that. And that's apparently what they did. Like with the Chaos Emeralds and Knuckle Giacuda. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, which is the movie where Nick Cage plays himself, uh, and he has to go like undercover in this drug lord's house uh, for the FBI or something, and uh, everything everywhere all at once just looks weird as hell. And I really, I've heard lots of really good things about it, so I'm I'm really interested in that one. And I there guess the is... Norseman is pretty good. There is something box office related that I would like to touch on just just briefly. Yes. Um, and uh, I posited this 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 question on Facebook a week or two ago, and then I got into long arguments with some people about it. Um, the Batman. Okay, now when you compare the Batman from twenty twenty from twenty twenty two this year that was released on March fourth, so like less than two months ago. Yeah. You compare it to, let's say, The Dark Knight and Batman 1989. And we'll even throw Batman versus Superman in there. Those movies, for better, okay, well, let's just compare them to all the Batman movies, just like just in general. All the Batman movies, up until this one, have all had, for better or worse, I think it's safe to argue, for better or worse, just put that caveat in there, had significant cultural impacts. People were talking about it. People were going to go see it, particularly with um, in the positive 1989 Batman yep. with Michael Keaton and The Dark Knight 2008. And those movies were number one at the box office. People were getting that crap shaved into their hair. <laughs> um, people were going to the Halloween dressed up like the Joker. I mean, particularly the, the, the Dark Knight. That one is, even though it was 14 years ago, it's still like fresh, just like how huge of a phenomenon that movie was. Yeah. And the Batman, here we are two months later, less than, and it's already on HBO Max. And I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's already down to like two show times at my local theater, whereas I saw The Dark Knight seven times from July 2008 until like November of that year when, you know, um, this movie didn't have that same impact. And the, the question I posited was, remember when Batman movies had all made significant cultural impacts and were number one at the box office for literally months instead of disappearing into the wind like a bad fart? <laughs> remember that? Yeah. And and honestly, the Batman should still be on the top. It should. Like if you look at all the movies that it's going against, and I'm not trying to disparage you know other other films, but movies that that are currently making more money than the Batman in theaters, uh, Morbius, which yeah, that that hurts like a lot. That movie should not be making any money more than anything else at all. I'll um, give you a number. I'll 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 give you another number. Batman versus Superman made eight hundred fifty-six million dollars at the box office in twenty sixteen. I think it's safe to say 
that is on HBO Max, The Batman, its box office run is more or less finished. Yeah. It has only made it has only made something like I mean, don't quote me on these numbers, just ballpark like seven hundred and twenty six million dollars. Well, I've the I've Batman got the numbers. Made... I've actually got okay. the numbers right here. Okay, yes. Um currently uh, as after this weekend, the Batman is down to eleventh place. Uh, oh my God. In relation in relation to that, Spider Man No Way Home was in eleventh place last week. Oh my god. It's it's now down to fifteen. Uh it still made eighty five thousand dollars in the theater. Uh the Batman made one point five million. Uh Morbius made two point two five million last weekend. The Batman is up to uh three hundred and sixty seven million. Uh Spider Man is up to eight hundred and four million. Oh, wow. So just and I know you know, people are gonna say, "Well, it's Spider Man," and he had all the other Spider Man. It's like, well, this is this Batman. Is Batman. Like, Batman. Batman is one of the two most popular superheroes out of DC, and still one of the most popular superheroes just movie in general. Just come yes. on. Uh, so that that kind of says a little bit about it. You know, now, uh, I Josh. Didn't see the movie. We are Josh not says about I quality of the just movie, thought but... it was okay. I was interested because uh, I heard it focused on him being a detective, and I mean, maybe it did, but he wasn't a very good one. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I could I watch it on Robert HBO, Pattinson. but... I don't think... I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with the movie, but I wasn't compelled to go see it. And a friend of mine, Al Creed, he saw it. He said he saw it on HBO Max. He didn't pay money for it. And his response was, please stop making Batman movies. Uh, it shouldn't be like that. I mean, No, it really shouldn't. And, and okay, uh, they, they are talking about now um, since Discovery bought Warner Brothers, uh, they merged into a, a one company, uh, that they said that they are going to uh, redo – all of the DC stuff. Like they're going to scrap. They're looking at scrapping everything and starting over, okay, which well, honestly, <laughs> yeah, like they were going to try and do like this big universe. You know, they, they kind of made a few movies, but okay. We know the flashpoint movie is never going to happen. Now. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, because, that movie uh, is dead. Thanks to Ezra. Because, because um, Mr. They, them is a sex pest. Well, and it keeps abusing people, like, got arrested for assaulting somebody, got out of jail, and then almost immediately got arrested again for assaulting someone. Like, come on. Seriously? Your movie has been delayed three years as it is. Yeah. Now it's literally never going to happen. So, and I kind of don't like that. I wish it would because that would be the the excuse to reboot the entire thing right there. That's what they yeah. did in the comics. They used Flashpoint and they used to that to create the new, the new 52. Yeah. The new 52 and... is fantastic, by the way. I mean, I get why people didn't, didn't like it because like, oh, this convoluted backstory. I've been reading for 30 years. It's crisis <laughs> on infinite earth. Me, me, me and Jeremy are both comic nerds. I, anybody who are not comic nerds out there, sorry, but, um, I'm a fan of the new 52 and I was upset when it went away. Yeah. Um, but, uh, now there's like four Batman's or four Superman's and they're all Clark Kent, but they're all like different. 
Yeah, know, I'm not. Weird. Look, I haven't set foot in a comic store in almost three years. So, I, like, like for me to get back into comics, it, there'd have to be a hundred percent turnover in writers because it's just become <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Oh, speaking of terrible, let's move on, please. Yes. Let's move on to uh, old. From... Oh, the thing that the, th- the, the riff tracks, the things that the yeah, podcast the is tracks. about. Yeah, from uh, M. Night Shyamalan himself. Now, this was uh, listed as a stretch goal for the Rift Tracks Kickstarter. Really? Hmm. Um, this was. I'm I'm bringing it up right now. I should have. I I'm I'm a terrible producer. I should have had this ready. Uh, but this was one of the rewards. Uh, it was one of the stretch goals that they added. Uh, let's see. There's the backer base stretch goals. This was the dollar amount stretch stretch goals. And this was the first one posed and the first one unlocked. Uh, and it's already here. So my guess is they already had it done. They, they already had it in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, let's dangle this, this, uh, steak like this in thing front we of already did. Yeah. Uh, but, but it, it came out, and I'm so glad it came out because, yeah, okay. for one, I never would have watched old. No, me neither. And 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 after after watching and it, cor- sort of glad I did. Yeah, me too. I'm only glad I did um, with the riffs because this I would have turned it off part way through if. Yeah, I think I know exactly the part where you would have turned it off. <laughs> I know exactly the point. <clears throat> and, I uh, warned you that it was going to happen. I watched this before Jeremy did, and I was like. There's a thing coming up. Yeah, because I was talking to him, and I'm like, oh, what's this? What's going on? Are they going to do this? What's happening? And he's like, oh, just wait, because in a couple minutes, there's something worse that happens. Yeah, Uh, there's something worse than than, uh, gigantic non-cancerous tumor being yanked out of a woman. (laughs) Spoilers for those who actually care about stuff like that in an M. Night Shyamalan movie that's uh, worse than the happening. Um, yeah, no, no, this is worse than the happening. Uh, but um, I do, I do want to say before we get into like the, even though I just did a massive spoiler, um, <laughs> but not the worst one. Uh, I do got to say, Rift Tracks. I don't know if I, I don't know if Rift Tracks listens to, the, to 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 this podcast, but I would say for the last several months, at least, at least going back into 2021, late part of 2021, I've been saying that. Hey, let's let's get back with the MP3s. Let's let's kind of I've I've seen all these garbage can on fire uh, VODs from the 80s and the 90s, where it's just like I've seen all that. I don't want to see any more of it. Let's 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 go back to the way things were, you know, <laughs> from the MP3 yeah. era. And this is such I I feel so heard. <laughs> And I just wanted to say, Rift Tracks, if you're listening, that, like, if me saying all that was the reason you did this, then, like, thank you. Because I just, like, this was such a treat. This was so delightful. Because it, it it's a throwback to, like, the early days of Rift Tracks. The Rift Tracks that we grew up with back when we were, like, 27. Yeah. Uh, of, like, M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> we movies. Were so, yeah. Um, uh, you know, like... You know, it's a throwback to because I used to do quite a few M Night Shyamalan movies. The yeah. Sixth Sense, The Happening. No, um, I think and, and I'm going to say The Happening one. is still one of the best. 
Yes. Uh, riffs, oh, 100%. Uh, MP3 Hot riffs. Hot dogs. <laughs> Hot dogs. Um, but this feels like a throwback to that. And I really hope that, that I really hope that it's the beginning of a new trend. Um, because it was just such a delight. Now, the one thing I will say is that I was excited when it came out, but then when I found out how much I'd have to pay to actually see the movie on like all the platforms, because you can't rent it yet. Yeah. You have, you can only buy it. It was like, it was like $15. I, yeah, like, I saw what? that. I'm like, uh, I, I, I was like, I dang it! But here, here's here's the thing, I've been complaining on the podcast that we haven't been getting enough MP3s, and that's the way that I want. And now that I feel heard and responded to, they're literally giving me exactly what I asked for. Right, a, a riff tracks throwback to the to to the golden age. I have to, you know, okay, I bought it. I did. Um. And I'm glad I did. I uh, because I'm probably gonna. This is probably gonna be one that gets repeat viewings for me. Yeah. Um. So I I I just wanted to say up front that Rift Tracks, thank you. I saw what you did there, and I appreciate it. Um. And as of right now, we are getting at least two more, just the jokes riffs this year that we know of. There's two more coming that we know of. Uh, one is for cats, right? Which has the potential to honestly be one of the greatest riffs of all time, just because of the fact that it's cats. Yeah, uh, the weird CG live action thing. Uh, and then we're getting one for Dune, the the newer Dune, yep. not the uh, David Lynch Dune, unfortunately. Which everyone wants. <laughs> Because uh, I really me, don't I can, care to watch the new I one, can, but you I know, stand with it. I will I with MP3. The old Dune. Yeah, you don't want to see Sting in his metal bad. underwear. Come on. No, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Did you hear that Dave uh, Lynch wants to do a director's cut of that now, but he doesn't think it'll happen? I'll send you the link after. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. I want to. I want to read. Google that. it, oh. everybody. Google it. Josh Flowers and Atomic. Whoever anybody who's in the chat. Tom I can't Cruise see who's in the chat. Yeah, because yeah. you're out walking again. That's right. You could hear a helicopter right there. Yes. Yes. Creates cre- cre- nice ambience. <laughs> yes. It's oh, an intentional, man. So, it's an intentional stylistic choice. Yes. So old. Let's old, talk yes. about intentional stylistic choices here. Oh, God. Um, so Apparently, this is based on a novel. Yeah, it's like based some, on a graphic some novel. Some did this. Um, that doesn't have the same ending and uh, not... He changed a lot of things for it because I was I was looking into it. Not that I care enough to get into it on here because we're not talking about the graphic novel. We're talking about this shitty-ass movie. Uh, so up first, of course, we're going to be talking about the plot. <laughs> How would you, first of all, before we get into it, Dave, <laughs> out of five, plot. out of five, what do you rate the plot? But I write the plot. Old. There's not a plot. It's zero. There is a plot. There's at least no. a little bit of a plot. No. Okay. But uh, explain to me the plot progression, sir, <laughs> because it's just a bunch of random crap. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's something. Okay. This has more of a plot, at least, than things. Okay. All I right. will. I will put that forward. I'm going to say it has I'm more say, of a plot than Copper Mountain. 
I'm going to say Too one. Hard. I'm going to give this a one. And it's funny that you brought up Copper Mountain there because uh, this kind of goes into the riffs here later. But uh, they do make a joke that uh, M. Night was making this as a timeshare video <laughs> and that he was going to try and sell everybody a timeshare at the end of it. So that was my yeah. first thought was, oh, my God, it's a new Copper Mountain. Uh, do you know what my thought was? I mean, as like, okay, it, it starts off at, they're at this resort place, right? Yeah. And then M. Night Shyamalan takes everybody to the beach. <laughs> My thought was, and I don't remember, I watched this a couple days ago. I don't remember if they mentioned it in the riff. They might have, and that might be what triggered it. Um, but uh, I thought, this is a lot like the van drive in Santa's summer. <laughs> yes, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking this. They they made a joke about uh, about how it was in the top two hundred scenes of all time for courtesy courtesy van driving, and my yeah. first thought was Santa's summer home. Santa's like, summer home. Twenty eighteen. Uh, so the plot is about this uh, family who goes on vacation to this resort that the mom found online, um, and and right away we're treated to. Uh, the the wonder of like twenty different vague accents um, accents and you couldn't quite tell where they were supposed to be from like one person kind of sounded French and another person it just was it was all over the place yeah literally all over the place um we've got uh, this main family uh, mom and dad and their two kids uh, Maddox and the mom's and having an affair somebody. and she has an uncomfortable conversation about it with the daughter we'll get into that yeah uh, that happens way later in the movie um, but yeah so they we kind of hear the parents arguing a, a little about bit these parents sure. about, about these two parents it's like super quick and it's, it's, it's you, really but... just like it's really just like a dig <laughs> it's really not a question more of a dig couldn't they have found attractive people for these <laughs> think so you would think you know they would want to have people that people would like to look at on the screen um i mean not that they're ugly but they're just <laughs> yeah um it, yeah. yeah uh we their whole first day at the resort is just kind of like a normal thing they arrive there's cocktails that they made for them uh based on their their stuff that they filled out when they you know, before they went to this resort, keep uh, that in mind for the twist ending. There's like a kids like snack bar that's just all full of candy, uh, and that the two kids go over there, and that's where we meet the uh, the nephew. He, I think he said his uncle ran the resort. Yeah. Uh, of the the guy who runs the resort, and he's talking to the two kids, and he's like, "I don't have any friends," and he's like, "Oh, we can be friends." And he's like, I don't ever get to leave. And he's like, Well, my mom will let us FaceTime and we'll we'll talk and, and we'll be and friends. Go to and college then, together. We'll go to college together and then we'll end up neighbors with mortgages. Ah, and funny. I'm like uh like, like uh, I, I don't get like okay. I think that I, I think something needs to be said about the dialogue in this movie. Well we'll get there. And we'll how, get there. That's one okay. of our that's one of our categories. I know it's been a while since we've done this, but Okay, so, continue. Um, we then see this, a few other people at uh, breakfast the next morning, 
there's this lady who has a calcium deficiency. And does this food really have extra calcium in it? Or is that just like to make it I'm sound horrible. better? And, oh, honey, my little six-year-old girl next to me, don't slouch. You'll be hunched when you get older. Yeah, and so We're uh, going to get into that. Her her husband is the guy from, he was the bad guy in A Knight's Tale. Uh, and I didn't even recognize him until halfway oh, through the movie. Um, just keep in mind, keep in mind that that man, that <laughs> man who, uh, who you're, you're speaking of, Yes. Just keep in mind, during the discussion of everything that he does, this man played Alexander Hamilton in John Adams. <laughs> I just, funny. I just want everyone to remember that. Um, he's he's like a cardiologist or something. He's yeah. the chief medical he's, officer. No, I think he's a surgeon. He's he's he, he's a doctor. He's yeah. a doctor. He's doctor. He calls Jack himself the, from the, the chief medical officer. <laughs> Josh says, yeah. I feel like this movie was ghost written by James Wen. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I because had some of the same thoughts about I, this movie. I had a same I had a thought that's that was like that, but it was with another bad food movie maker, but we'll we'll get to it. Oh, I'll just we'll say get now. to that it, because I know exactly what I remember the message you sent me. Okay. Uh right. um but they they get told about this this private beach on the island and uh, they go and get dropped off by Mr. Shyamalan himself uh, in the old, uh, you know, director cameo, even though he had more than just a cameo part. Um, But he drops them off at this beach where uh, we cut to before they get there and see uh, a rapper and this girl that he's hanging out with. And she takes <laughs> oh. her clothes off and goes for a swim, and that's that's all we see of them for for a little while. Jeremy, um, I need you to tell me the name of the rapper. Oh, oh, I, I need will. you to do it. I need you to do it without laughing. Without laughing. Oh man. Okay, so when I, they all show up at the beach, the girl, the daughter of the of the main couple, uh, Maddox, she looks over and she sees this guy sitting by the rocks. And she very excitedly says, and I'm going to try and do it without laughing, that's mid-sized sedan. <laughs> the rapper's name <laughs> is mid-sized sedan. <laughs> I wish that I was just making that up. But unfortunately... His name was Midsize Sedan. I think the actor at least would have been like, hey, yo. <laughs> like, Come on. What kind of rap name is this? What is this what you're going to stick me with? Midsize Sedan. And I think uh, uh, Kevin calls him like a Chevy uh, Lumina, which yeah. is like a minivan. Um, yeah. But yeah, Midsize Sedan. Uh, and as as things start happening on this beach, uh, things start going wonky for everybody because they're aging. Um, we learn that everybody, at least one person in each uh, family unit there, has uh, some sort of terrible medical condition. Uh, one of the uh, women has epilepsy. Uh, another one is really old. Um, we've got the lady with epilepsy. the calcium deficiency. Uh, the mom of our main family has a tumor uh, that's a just a tumor. little benign tumor in her stomach. 
Um, and let's see, one's a dog. And then we have the kids, and we have the uh, the husband, the doctor, who doesn't have a physical medical condition, but, but he's, a psycho. he's a psychopath. Um, he, he gets he, real stabby. Yeah, he gets real stabby. He slices mid-sized Sedan's cheek open, um, which he's then gonna steal my stuff. Says almost Alexander instantly, Hamilton. almost instantly heals because of yeah. the rapid aging and the cells growing rapidly. Uh, it's they, magic. It's, it's magic. magic. They figure that they're all aging about uh, one year for every like half hour or something like that. And <laughs> okay, but you okay? Okay, here's the thing about the aging. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm them... just trying to gloss over a few things, Dave. I know I can't. Okay. Some of it we have to absolutely talk about, but we I do have to talk to. about the aging. We do have I to talk about the aging to. and the fact that the aging doesn't look they don't look like they've aged at all. No, and except for the kids. Except for the uh, kids. But that's they just get because the actors, kids yeah. yeah, they just show up and they're different they're different actors so they're obviously older. Um okay, but just so, remember one of them yeah. the two of the kids are really young. Um yeah. they're both two kids are 6 years old. Uh the youngest the the boy uh Trent and uh the other little girl with the lady, the horrible lady with the uh, bone condition. Um, yeah, she's who, like five. Yeah, and as they're getting older, um, like somebody dies, and so they run off. Oh no, this is after after the one guy stabs mid mid sized sedan to yeah, death. Yeah, after Alexander. Like let's call that character times. Alexander Hamilton. Yes, Hamilton stabs the dude like. Like twenty times in the chest, like yeah, your your cell regeneration ain't gonna help too much at that point. Um, yeah. and so he dies, and Trent and this little girl get sent off to go play away uh, from yeah, everybody. Yeah, which is which is bad. Um, at this point, uh, the one girl's grandma's dead, the dog's dead, and the dog, the dog, the dog's death is announced almost with the same uh, veracity as uh. When they ask where Becky went uh, in yeah, pandemic, she's taking a shit. They're just like, the dog the just dog died. Is dead. <laughs> like, okay. Um, and they're like, what? Well, the dog was just fine. So uh, the the two kids go off to play, and at this point, they're like seventeen or eighteen ish. And uh-huh. uh, the next time we see them, they're like raiding the the food basket and they're just like eating all this disgusting The girl like... literally grabs a handful of pasta salad and just starts yeah. shoving it in her mouth it's worse than uh uh what's a denethor eating the tomato in lord of the yeah. rings uh it's actually Certainly. worse than that that is like i hate that scene so much and this was worse than that <laughs> absolutely worse than that uh well she's pregnant but... That's well, I thought the... we were gonna talk about the. I thought we were gonna talk about the tumor first. Oh well, the tumor that comes after, doesn't it? Or is that no? The tumor oh, while comes they're first. gone. Oh yeah, because no, no, they're no, just no, gone no. during that. That's they when they do, send yeah, them away. Yeah, they're doing it. No, no, they, 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 they. Okay, so mom, the surgeon, they like try to cut the tumor out. The tumor is huge. They just pull it out. You don't actually see them do it. It's just like. This really awkward, like upward... I'm already confused at the order that everything happens in this damn movie. Yeah. So no, but like, so they they pull out this cancerous tumor, it, which is like the size of a football at this point. Yeah. And they had so to they, they cut it, it open, and like, and it seals like, eh. almost instantly. So they have to all put their fingers in there and like hold the wound open. 
Okay, you don't see it though. It's 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 like it, it's like someone took an iPhone and just like it's like someone left an iPhone on the beach and left it recording and watched. This is going to come into play yeah. in cinematography because I've I've got some things to say about that. Yeah. Uh it, it was a bad shot. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of bad shots in this movie. Um but the girl the girl gets pregnant. Yeah, because and, they thought uh, they were playing and Yeah. Yeah. But they, their, their brains were changing too, and they started having different kinds of thoughts when they were off playing together. Um, and then they like so walk, gross. come back holding hands, and be like, "Oh, look, I have a pregnant belly now." Well, she's just she's like, "What? I just, I just got fat." It's like, "No, you have a baby." And so they have like, a baby, and, and then the baby so this dies. Five-year-old like, has a baby. A and the baby dies immediately. Yeah. Um, and it. it, it it's worse than how we're describing it. This is literally the worst part of the movie. Yeah. It is, um, is, is, it's very, very, very unsettling. We'll just, yeah, we'll just use the word unsettling for that. Uh, because it's really like not, not good. Come on, M night. This is, this is, this is a little too far, even for you. Now, even okay. for you. Yes. I would agree. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what this is even worse than. I recently watched a series on Netflix called Brand New Cherry Flavor, and it's freaking amazing. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Okay. Um, I haven't watched it, but, but I have uh, heard about that show. There's a, So spoiler alerts for Brand New Cherry Flavor. Um, this, this girl wants to get revenge on this producer that stole her movie. She goes to this witch, and the witch says, okay, I'll make all bad things happen to this producer, but you have to pay me by vomiting up kittens. So she vomits up kittens a few times, and that's how she has to pay the witch. And you know, as, as at, you do. At, yes. At, 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 at some point – this is kind of sick crap I, I, I'm, I'm into, okay? At some point during the movie, she'd be like, I'm tired of barfing up kittens. And the witch says, fine. You don't have to barf them up anymore. So she's off doing other stuff, and she's, like, getting, like, internal, like, oh, my stomach feels like oh, it's no. rearranging itself. Oh, no. Right? So, I don't like where this is going, Dave. So uh, they get to a hotel where, where, wherever it is. No, I'm, I'm saying this, this, that, that, the, uh, um, and uh, she like, she's like, oh, I got to take a bath. So like, it's like a no. nude scene. She takes all her clothes off oh, and she gets no. to a bathtub and like, uh, and so she's like, oh, oh my gosh, this is crazy. She gets out of the bathtub and she looks in the mirror and, and this is a, another one, one of my catchphrases. No nice way to say this. She's got a uh, – she has grown um, uh, lady parts on the side of her stomach, and she touches it uh, and confirms that, that it's lady's parts because it, it, it feels good to her. But then she immediately oh, no. after that burrs the kitten out of the lady parts on her side, and it falls out onto the floor. Okay? So that what? is more comfortable to watch than, <laughs> than old. Oh my god. That is awful. That is a hor- that is that is I'm saying I was more comfortable watching that and I was weirded out and creeped out by that a lot. Okay? I would hope so. Like <laughs> by that by be... that a lot. But but what, uh... what 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 I'm saying is is that I would rather watch that again than watch a 5-year-old give birth. Well, at this point she movie. wasn't 5 anymore. But, no, but okay, but I'm not saying I'm you, not saying it's better. You saw I'm just it, man. I did, and I was as horrified as you were. 
I'm saying that this is worse than <sighs> a woman birthing a cat out of lady parts she grew on her side. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Even though I haven't yes. seen that, I, I, I will, I will agree with but that. But everybody, watch brand new cherry flavor. It's, it's, it's fantastic. The ending might be kind of a wet fart, but whatever. The rest of it is great. There's one scene in this movie though uh, that I absolutely loved, uh, just because it made me think of Futurama, um, <laughs> and that's when the Miss Calcium deficiency. Uh, she she ages and her bones. I I I've got no other way to put this other than she dies of boneitis. My one like, wish is that I didn't have boneitis. Like her whole body just starts like crinkling and crunching inward, and all of her bones yeah, are no, just it's, cracking. It's very, it's it was very Futurama, yeah. It was boneitis, and I loved it. I loved it so much. For uh, people who was... don't don't watch Futurama, there's an episode where um, the company's taken over by a Wall Street guy who was frozen from the '80s. Yes, and came back and did like a hostile takeover, and that he the reason that he was frozen was because he had this horrible disease called bonitis, but he was too busy being an 80 guys to get it cured. And at the climax, <laughs> about when he was about to be complete takeover of the company, uh, the bonitis gets him, and he just, like, it's like, my bonitis! And he just, like, crinkles up, and it's exactly what happens to the chick in the movie. She she had bonitis. <laughs> it's amazing. Here, if you haven't seen it, here, uh, I, I just found a, a thing here. Isn't it great oh, that we I have the same taste in in weird things, and we know yes, exactly what we're talking I, about? I'm I'm very grateful for, for that. You know, except for you haven't seen the scene where a woman burrs the cat out of the cooter on her side. Yeah, but still. and I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with that. No, I want you to merge up here. Everybody should watch brand new cherry flavor. There we go. Here's, here's the bonitis death in gift form or gif form, whatever. Uh, but this is how the lady dies in old. It's literally this. <laughs> for those for those of you watching the stream, there you go. There's there's the bonitis. Uh, the, at the end, it's just the two kids left. Everybody else died. Um, and you we don't need to get into details on the, the rest the of it. We twist, can. Me. Yeah, we'll talk about the the so-called twist here. Um, while they were on the beach, they found uh, some some really old stuff that kind of pointed to other people being there and going through the same thing. Um, he got a, a coded message from the guy's uh, nephew, the little kid. They kind of traded a coded message earlier in the, their stay at the resort, um, and it just said, My uncle hates the coral. They can't leave this island. Uh, I'm oh, not yeah, going to go into right. it. You, uh, we'll like leave some caves, surprises. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's well. Uh, I mean, like it, 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 it's really stupid. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it super quick. They can't leave the beach because when they try to leave the beach, like the like the corridor they got to go, go through knocks them out and pushes them back. Yeah, they they do get into specifics about it, which are are really dumb. Uh, but the the kid figures out, oh, if we could build ourselves a steel tube, we'd be safe from these this radiation or whatever's coming out of the rocks. And so they're trying to figure out how to how to survive. And he decodes the message at the very end because the sister's like, well, why don't you just decode it? And so he finally does. Uh, and if he would have done it, you know, the day before, they were you know in their fifties, 
uh, they might have had some more people with them. But uh, they they basically there's a coral reef out there that gets mentioned right at the start when everybody shows up at the beach, and they go out there and they stop being affected by it, um, and they think that they drown. And then we see that it's actually a research facility. It's basically Dharma uh, from Lost. And they're like, oh, well, we're learning how to treat all these people because we give them drugs when they first show up, which would be the cocktails that they get uh, based on their profiles. And uh, they're like, look, this lady, she didn't have a seizure for 15 years. Yeah, it's really yeah. So they're doing like lifetime uh, studies because the beach has okay, natural <laughs> that naturally ages people, which is stupid. The it's twist doesn't really explain dumb. why the beach has the power to to age people, it, but it the twist kind is that of gets I, mentioned in a journal that they find. Um, but the yeah. but but the but the the Dharma Initiative. <laughs> Um, found the beach and said, oh, hey, we're going to use this for our test subjects, as you do. Yeah. Uh, because because your test results on somebody who was rapidly aging would is the same, would have the absolute same results as if somebody, you know, your drugs <laughs> over a natural period of time. This over is an totally... actual 50 years instead yeah. of, you know, a couple hours. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it makes sense. I'm saying the movie is bullshit. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it definitely. Like when it first started, I'm like, oh hey, this isn't as bad as the happening, and then it no, got worse, worse than the happening very it's quickly. Actually, um, uh, give it, me I killer plants over done. over an aging beach any day. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the the plot on this one gets gets a one. Yeah. They end up getting the, the whole thing shut down at the end because they took the journal from the beach and it had all the notes of everything and missing peoples and, and other stuff. So, uh, yeah, it gets, a, it gets a one for a plot because there was at least a story there. Uh, so what happens to the beach? You know, there's there's a scene in The Simpsons. You know, you, you know The Simpsons? The, yes. The, you know, where the, the episode where Bart falls down a well? Yes. And they're like... Well, it's like, okay, son, we're going to make sure no one ever falls down this well again. Yeah. And it cuts to Willie just posting a science and caution well. Yeah. Like, how did they deal with that beast? Well, this put... there is already a gate in front of it with a sign that says nature preserve keep out. That, and it's a locked gate, so. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. There's just a sign yeah. posted saying don't don't go here. Um, yeah. How about the that uh, or do it? <laughs> yeah. How about how about the next point in our in our breakdown here? The acting. Um. Okay. Look, there were some good actors in this, but they were all terrible. It was like career worst performances on a lot of them. Like some of it was um, decent. Like Ken Leung from Lost. It was Boy, he that, was awful in this movie. Time has not been kind to him. He, he looks haggard AF. Well, it was the effects of the beach, Dave. Yeah, but, no, I think that's just him being <laughs> old now. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't it wasn't the worst acting I've ever seen. 
And, well, I think they maybe they were doing their best with what they had. I yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Um, I mean, one of the one of the versions of the kids uh, is the girl who was in Jojo Rabbit, and she had a pretty good performance for what she was given to work with. Was she the older uh, girl? She was the she was Maddox. She was okay. Uh, I do want to say something about about that, like in the content of the movie, super quick. Yeah. Um, is that okay? So when she started aging and she started maturing, and her mom was like, "Oh, go get my extra swimsuit." So this girl is like, what? She's supposed to be age sixteen now, but the actress—I I looked her up. She's born in two thousand, so she's yeah. like twenty-two. Yeah, somewhere. Um, there. But but um, it's like <sighs> you could see her her her. <laughs> bountiful um her bountiful lady features like quite prominently throughout and i'm like she's supposed to be 16 it's uh, like uh, what are we like i i don't i'm very uncomfortable here you know yeah, yeah it was it was a little uh and she's supposed to be awkward. like a little kid but she's got like i don't want to say they sexualized her but it's just like it seems like I mean they never focused on it, which is yeah. good. But uh, I mean, yeah. Kid, but she's got... It is noticeable, though. Yes, uh, Josh says I feel like the actors were actually drugged. And yeah, <laughs> you, you're you're not wrong there, Josh. So I mean, the acting. I don't know. I'm 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 inclined to give it a one. I don't know what you're gonna give it. Yeah, I was thinking right around there because, like I said, it's not the worst, but it's, it's not, not like it's, it's not the actor's fault. I mean, they're working with what they had, but still, it's still pretty bad. Yeah, and and speaking of that, the next is uh, dialogue. Okay, good because this is something we need to talk about. It this movie feels like it was written by Neil Breen. Yes, some of what they were. Oh my god, it was so awful. Like. And this is why like the, the acting died. only gets a one, because yeah, of one the dialogue. Zero. I mean, I know one is the lowest we can go, but I mean, like one. But the, if I well, we could do a point five. One. We could do a point five. Okay, let's uh, do that. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, the one character, uh, the doctor, he kept like losing his mind, and he was going, he was going to steal my stuff. You're not going to tell anybody. You, you, you're trying, you were trying to steal my wife. I've seen you around my house before. Or uh, what was the other, the other bit where he was trying to remember? Oh, Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando played in a movie together. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I, what's the name of that like, movie? I can't think of that. <laughs> like, why do they keep bringing this up? Does this have anything to do with anything? He kept going back to it, like time and time again. He kept bringing it up. I'm like, they shut were in a movie up. together. What was the name of the movie? Are you a movie person? Do you know? And it's yeah. just. Uh, and you know what? No, I'm the putting this is, dialogue is trash garbage. I'm putting this under dialogue. The fact that they named the character mid-size sedan. Yeah. Uh, well, simply I mean, because of all the really? times they had to say mid-size sedan in re- reference to a character, and yeah. I don't know if that's that's got to be like from the actual like book that this was pulled from. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if you want to put anything on the book, <sighs> but. I I don't really <laughs> because this is I know he changed a lot of stuff. This is all M Knight's 
This is all M. Night. This is like Birdemic 2 and that producer telling me everything that was all James Wen. This is all M. Night. He's this the director. Movie... He's the cap. He is the captain of the ship. You you want to see what awards this movie was nominated for? It was nominated for awards? What? Yeah, it was nominated for a few awards. Uh, the Florida Film Critics Circle uh, had it awarded for Best Cinematography. Well, that, uh, nominated. whoever nominated um, that should, be, should have their position on the board revoked immediately. Hollywood Music and Media Awards uh, for Best Original Score for a Horror Film. Uh, People's Choice Awards for Drama Movie of the Year. What? Well, people are stupid, so that and, makes I mean, it sense. didn't it didn't win, so at least there's that. Uh, and then the uh, this one is the only one that's good. This it was nominated for campiest flick uh, at the Dorian Awards. No Razzies, unfortunately. Well, I mean, uh, the Razzies, the, the, like the, well, the the Razzies have their own publicity thing going on right now with Bruce Willis. I, I, <laughs> oh yeah, there there is that. Uh, but yeah, it's this movie's not great, guys. <laughs> it's not, no, not it's, anywhere it's, near to close. Okay, I mean it's cool. It's it's good for us for with riff tracks. Yeah. But. Oh yeah. So this was nominated for best cinematography by the Phil the Florida Critics Circle or whatever, and that just goes to add to the point that everybody in Florida is insane because the cinematography in this movie this is what made me think of james wen because the shots were so badly framed and like they didn't and i get some of the stuff was you know they didn't show cutting into her and all reaching in and pulling everything out that's like budget stuff and i that doesn't excuse it but i at least understand it it uh, looked like it looked like someone just like left their iPhone there recording and like just like these guys just happened to walk into frame and were yeah. catching parts of their conversation. The the uncomfortable scene uh, with the the two uh, kids uh, off playing. They don't actually show them doing anything. Thank God. Uh, but 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 the cinematography. You see like their like their it's backs, their shoulders, and then you kind of see like part of the other character's face as that character is talking and then it switches to the other behind the shoulder of the other one and shows part of the other talking character's face and it goes back and forth like that and it's just awful uh there's a scene where uh the the girl who's had the baby and is now a little older is trying to climb up the cliff face and uh some of that looks fine and then she gets up and she passes out and she falls and that looks horrendous <laughs> like yes. it's not framed right again like it's not anywhere even near like the center of the frame which if you're having something like that you want the focal point right in the middle and it's just like kind that of like little tiny almost second of where Yam Bao jumps off the jumps off the cliff yeah it's almost all the way over to the side and yeah. it's just it's it's garbage. And then some of it is, uh, you know, they're not actually on a beach. It, it looks like they're on top of the, uh, using the same effect for the, on top of the apartment building in the room. Uh, yeah. that's how bad some of the green screening is. Um, it's just the cinematography is not, is not good. And I'm giving that a one. 
It does not deserve more than that. I don't know what those people in Florida were thinking other than the fact that they're people in Florida. Um, but, yeah, the editing, mm, also bad. <laughs> it's also bad. I'll give it a two. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. It was bad, but it was at least somewhat. It was better than everything else. It doesn't make it good. <laughs> right. It doesn't make it good. There's. A lot of low bars this year in movies that we've gotten from from Rip Tracks. Uh, the effects, something else I need to talk about because they had a, a whole CG pregnant belly thing going on, and it looked like Cavill. It was full Cavill's mustache. It was it was horrible. Yes, it was all it was full on mustache CG. And, I mean, okay, I guess when they sliced the lady open, they actually had something there that they sliced open. It was a practical effect. Okay, that was decent. But I can't can't get over the CG and the bad green screening. I just can't. Or if that, okay, look, I'm going to give the special effects one, and I'll tell you why, and it's only for one reason. It's the fact that these people are supposed to be aging, and they didn't age. Yeah. Half (laughs) the day... You should be able to tell if over the span of a half hour, it's supposed to be a year past. uh, They go through most of a day. A whole day, yeah. Kids that got turned into teenagers. You should be like sixty years old by 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 the end of the day. Yeah, that they're not. Like they're not. Some of it looks okay. Like it's not. It's not a gradual thing. Like it should be. Yeah, the oldest anybody ever looks in this is fifty. Yeah, it should not just be. Well, here's the next. Here's the next scene, and it takes place. You know, an indeterminate time. A couple time hours later. Later, but everybody looks exactly the same. Still, nobody's looking older or anything like that uh, until they jump to a very obvious much later in the day or the evening or the next morning. Uh, and then you can tell because they replace the actors for half the people. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. So, no, that is not a special effect. No. It's just casting. Uh, it's yeah. It's not. It's not great. Um, and I know I've been saying that for everything in this movie, but it's. I think that's that might be the, the tagline for yet, this episode. And, it's not great. It's not great. And yet, it's 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 our most favorite thing Riff Trucks has done this year. Oh yeah, the riffs, and we'll be getting there soon. Very soon. We're almost there. Uh, sound and music. I don't remember any of it. Uh neither do I. One. I don't want to give anything. Yeah. I mean, we. I already gave editing a two, so but one. Directing. I'm giving this a point five. Point five. There we go. That makes because, up for the two. Come on, it, like M Night started high with the Sixth Sense, and then and just then like, it's just kind of I been a slope like, down. I mean, I've never seen. I've never seen Unbreakable, but it's oh. yeah. It's just a gradual slope down for everything that he's done since. And I think we're below. We're like under the bottom of the chart at this point. We're under the happening, and we're under what's that other one that um, that he did? The last Avatar. Oh God, I forgot that was him. Yeah, that's I him. forgot he's the one who murdered that movie. That's also another one of my uh, just the jokes favorite just the jokes riffs. By the way, uh, it's a, they did a great job with that. Anything M Night Shyamalan, it it's like perfectly made. I watched it with the riff tracks and. I refuse to watch it separately. I 
watched through the Avatar uh, cartoon series with my family a number of times, and I think it's really well done. And the the movie was not. This is why things shouldn't opposite. be made into movies. Can can I go off on a riff here? Because I'm going to anyway. <laughs> things shouldn't be made into movies. Like if it's like a video game, leave it alone. Like 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 we don't need video game movies anymore. Like if it's comics, like okay, we had this big success with with Marvel. But if it's just like a graphic novel or a novel, don't make any Christopher Moore. Uh, novels into oh. movies, please. We don't need it. Okay, no, the books are no, it's so like, good as they are, and it it would just it's kind be of, horrible. Yeah, no. I don't have like, I don't have good expectations if they ever made like Practical Demon Keeping or the Stupidest Angel or yeah. any of the uh, the Blood Sucking Fiends trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Please don't. More, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Blood Sucking Fiends to, to me peak. Christopher Moore it's is so good. <laughs> is blood sucking fiends, Island of the Sequel and Love Nun, and Lust Lizard of Melancholy Cove. If, Those if you guys have never read Christopher Moore, please do. Even, even honestly, even if you just start with the stupidest angel, which is a very short, uh, very short. It's it 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 it's a crossover novel. That was my novel. introduction. It was it's a crossover novel. I don't much care for. I'll tell you what my like very quickly what my biggest problem with the stupidest angel is, <laughs> is that it took the resolution from Island of the Secret Love Nun, and it kind of took it away from Tuck. So I mean, I hadn't read I that at that for, point. So, so but Island of the Secret Love, I would start with, I would start with Island of the Secret Love Nun, personally because that's my favorite. Uh, which one would you, you? But you said you would start with Stupidest Angel. Yeah, I just just because it's short and it's a good introduction to his writing style and the, the way that he uses his themes and everything. Right, uh, but if you're into that, like series, I would say Bloodsucking Fiends trilogy. Yes, I agree with that. I love how he did uh, vampires in that. I think it was yep. extremely well done, and it was it was a, a a new take on it. I mean, not not entirely, but just what happens to them during the day was. Yeah, I love but, it. It's yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so character and personality. Does this movie have any character, Dave? Uh, it has a personality, but like I, it, but like I, I, I think it has a personality. If lack of personality and uncomfortableness qualifies personality, <laughs> and I think in this case it does. I was gonna say the least, the the least popular person at a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, like you know they're there, so it. I would say um, I'm gonna have to give it three. <laughs> a three, okay. Yeah. Now we get to talk about the best part of this: the riffs. Yeah. This is no, a five. Yeah. This is a five, hands yeah, down. Five. There's no discussion over over the point value. This is a five. This is. I have to bring up. I I did kind of. I didn't really make notes, but I kind of sent some stuff to Dave. Yeah. Uh, as I was watching. Because some of the some of the stuff, especially anything involving mid-sized sedan, because they yeah. did they did a few uh, a few wraps. Uh, Bill and uh, Kevin did, and so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna try and recreate and try and make I'm it mid-sized sedan, and I'm here to say yes. Where, where I love fruity pebbles in a major way. That's not one of the actual riffs, but I know. Uh, is baby's what's he? God, man, we talked a lot about this while we were watching it. 
because there's a lot here. Uh, oh, yeah, another one of my favorite jokes uh, from when they were on the regular resort beach at the beginning. Uh, there were some people playing beach volleyball, and they just like, oh, right, well, yeah. we'll know this is a, if this is real volleyball if they go to Sioux Plantation afterward. I was like, Spiker reference. Yes. We got a Spiker reference. We got a uh, robot knife si- uh, robot knife fight Which avatar reference. Avatar. Uh, they kind of joked. Uh, they sang the song a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm mid-sized sedan, and I'm here to say I think we should all kneel down to pray. <laughs> that had to have been Kevin. Uh, yes. No, that one was Bill. Kevin was, oh, was the one it? about uh, I mid-sized like sedan, and I'm Sorry. here to say what I'm going to do now is run away or something like that. <laughs> um, should have run away. He got stabbed to death. He got the worst <laughs> out of everybody, honestly. I think so. Not uh, even the girl got, like, bonitis. They, like, he got murdered. Yeah. Oh, here's here's one of the uh, things, a reference to the sound for this. When they were cutting into the, the lady to pull the tumor out, uh, they they made the joke that it sounds like she's full of gravel. <laughs> uh, because it did kind of, yeah. <clears throat> they were talking about how much they've aged recently, and they said, oh, it's like seven years. And Kevin says, well, that tracks. I feel like we've been here watching this movie for seven years. <laughs> this is like uh, a Zoom meeting, a Zoom meeting that is actually killing you. Yeah, yeah. There's, it was really so good. good. I laughed this harder, real, real good, and louder at this riff tracks than anything this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay, look, I enjoyed Max Havoc. I did, but um, like the rest of the releases have just been kind of like you know average sort of like b-movie schlock you know yeah uh this uh, this i feel like i said it before i feel heard i feel like hey you know we heard you dave you know and i really appreciate it this feels like a, a throwback to the old days and i really do appreciate it and i enjoyed it it was such a delight yeah. So the, and I there um, was definitely some dark riffs in here too that I freaking it, they killed me. Uh, when the one person was gonna swim out uh, to try and swim around the beach, uh, somebody one of the guys yelled out, "Hey, you sure you don't want to use grandma as a boogie board?" Uh, <laughs> I, it was actually Mike. It was Mike that did that one. Uh, and toward the beginning, when they first get in the the room at the resort and they're running around, the dad who's an actuary, so his his whole thing is to you know be a risk assessor uh, yeah he's like uh, most accidents happen in the home and a lot of them involve the coffee table <gasps> and they made a joke and they're like yeah just ask William Holden and oh, no. guys <laughs> I I almost fell off the couch I, one because I couldn't believe that they made <laughs> just the fact that they referenced William Holden who for those of you who don't know his death was caused by famously slipping on a rug and smashing his head on the coffee th- or the the bedside table and bleeding to death. Yeah. Like it, they they yeah. I can't believe they went there and I love it. I'm here oh, for it. Oh, you know what? It. One of the very first uh riffs I just remembered it's like, "Oh, the story of the last 50 years of Betty White's life." Oh yes, old yes. Uh, and uh, and, and they I, did our favorite thing with this. They left in all of the laughing between yeah, the guys. Yeah, I There's, love that. 
Yeah, because that way it just sounds like they're just people hanging out, having a good time, and, and having fun is, doing this. Which is what you really, really appreciate from a riff track. Yes. But you know what? Um, before we close the discussion and before we ask our final question, I forgot that we need to talk about how the mom uh, – very, very quickly, we talk oh, about the how the mom the daughter. Talks, to, talks to Maddox yeah. about having an affair – and it's just like, is, is this really the time or place? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, yeah, like, your kid who was, what, uh, she was 11 when they got there. Yeah. Like. She was like, well, you have boobs now, so you're old enough to hear about how I, how about how I screw around on your dad. Yeah. I met him, and, because she, it was after she got diagnosed with the tumor, and she was, uh, what was her job? She she uncovered dead bodies. Uh oh. Like long dead bodies. Um and she was like, Yeah, I would sit there and look at all these bones and I would just feel Bones. Yeah. She wanted to bone somebody else. And uh Yeah. It was, it was Yeah. Great. She's terrible. Yeah. She's not a great not a great mother. No. I'm just gonna no, say or a per, or or a wife, I think. No. No, not at all. Uh, and she had her and and the 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 four main characters are the last ones left out of this group. Uh, uh, Hamilton tries to stab them both to death. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't work. I don't know if it's just because he's too slow in between each strike, or so they're actually old. able to heal. Like, oh, my nurses are trying to rob me. Like, and it's not really like that. The uh, mom comes back. Dad tells mom to run. And uh, Dad's name is Guy, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I get that it's like a French thing, and he was definitely, at least from he somewhere was near France, foreign. Yes, he was. He was, from he was not from America. Um, and he tells Mom to go run and and find the kids and stay safe, and he'll protect them. And uh, he's still getting stabbed, and Mom comes back with a knife and just does one little cut on the guy's arm. Well, it turns out it's a very rusty knife, and he gets a blood infection and, like, rusts <laughs> to death. That's not how it works. I had, like, it was dumb. It was really dumb. And then mom and dad just kind of both just fall over. Literally, they just yeah. fall over. And uh, that's that's the end of the deaths. They actually get a somewhat peaceful death after that, I guess. But yeah. it was... It was why, if you've never seen old... Watch it with the riff tracks if you yeah, contributed okay. to so the I Kickstarter. Think... Uh, they actually, part of the stretch goals, I got to bring it back up real quick because apparently I closed it. Uh, part of the stretch goals, they had three separate stretch goals for old. Uh, and I believe all of them were hit, which, uh, let me double check that uh, before I start telling things. Yes, so the first stretch goal was for them to to make old just the jokes riff and it was originally for $75 people who pledged $75 or more one of the backer base stretch goals was to get it to everybody who pledged $15 or more and that one was matched and then the last one that was matched was for every single backer to oh. get the old mp3 riff so if oh, you I didn't know that I paid for it if you backed <laughs> if you backed this at any level you get the MP3 Just the Jokes riff of old for free. Oh, and it, like... They release it on uh, on Friday, 
they gave it to you on Friday. They also gave everybody the 10 shorts on Friday. Or if you're like me and you have all the shorts, you got uh, $10 in credit added to your Rift Tracks account. Oh, I, I'm um, going to have to uh, I'm going to have to go in and do that. What's the um what's the what's the go the Kickstarter to whatever? Rifttracks.com/kickstarter2022. Okay. Uh, and you got to be signed into your account. And then it actually yeah. asks you for the email address you use for Kickstarter. Okay. Um, that way I don't know. You don't accidentally. I think. Well, I think. Yeah. Well, my 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 stuff's all linked up with Rift Tracks anyway, so I'll have to go back and redeem it and see what happens. <laughs> so there's the link right there. I just dropped it in chat for everybody. Rifttracks.com/slash/kickstarter2022. Um, you'll unlock your achievement and all that fun stuff. And yeah, definitely, definitely check this one out. Uh, you're gonna have to rent old, or you could files it. Um. We don't recommend doing that because that's illegal. You that's wouldn't download illegal. a car, so don't download a movie. Uh, even though now I paid for can, it just because whatever. You can download cars now. Yeah. Thanks to the 3D printing, so you could download a car. Um, but but, but you wouldn't be stealing anyway. It doesn't matter. The it's official stance yeah. of the True Blue Riftcast is: don't piracy. Don't do it. <laughs> don't piracy. That's my official stance, as 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 the podcast itself. As as a podcast, that's the official folks, yes. stance. I, I know you as a person have a very different. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't paying fifteen dollars to watch old. Come on now. I did. <laughs> that's that's on you, man. Yeah, um, I mean, well, well, okay. I think for the first time ever in the history of the True Blue Riffcast, Dave says something more moral than Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the one and only time yeah i'll ever hear that so yeah. clip that somebody clip that and uh the only time dave is more moral than jeremy <laughs> uh i'm just kidding don't act the raise has gone to a... <laughs> josh said the raise has gone to your head yeah <laughs> oh man uh on that note uh i think that's gonna end oh wait wait we have to end with the question yeah. i almost forgot yeah we have to end with the question. Dave, would yeah. you watch old without the riff tracks? Uh, no, and no. I'll tell you why. Um, once the girl showed up pregnant, I, I would have turned it off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have turned it That's off. That's why, yeah. I mean, I would have watched mm-hmm. it. Uh, like, if, if I had survived to that point, if I hadn't already noped out before, which I probably would have. I probably would have. At that also. point, like, no, like, no, no. What about I'm kind of surprised this isn't up on like HBO Max or something. Um, no, no, no way would I watch this. Uh-uh, no. My dog is waking up. She's in her she's in her kennel. She's starting to cry. So we're gonna work on wrapping this up real quick. Um, okay, cool. Uh, next week. Oh God, now the other dog's joining in. Uh, next week, the fifth uh, Thursday. Is that next week. That's next week. Uh, sees the, the release. Today? Uh, today is the twenty fifth, uh, April twenty fifth. It's perfect. Oh date. wow! Um, it's uh, is the release of Rift Tracks the game next Thursday. Um, I have to close at work that day, so I don't get out of work until ten o'clock p.m. my time. Um, we are going to try earlier in try. the day. Uh, this is gonna have to be like earlier in the day. 
Uh, we're going to try and do a stream of the game as long as it's available at that point. I know sometimes the uh, digital shops don't update until noon. <laughs> oh, my God, they're really going. Uh, but we're going to try and play it on Thursday. If not, uh, we will be playing it It'll probably. It'll be there whenever, yeah. Yeah, we, we are definitely going to do a stream of the game soon after its release, if not day of. The plan is day of, at least for a little bit in the morning. Uh, otherwise, it'll be sometime probably on the weekend or just our regular following episode after that. Uh, yeah. We we're, should we're, be here we're next week. we leaving ourselves many options. Yes. yes. We should be here next week. Um, if there is no yeah. new release uh, this Friday, uh, we, we will be. we before all my adventures with the post office began that uh, we were supposed to watch? I don't remember. I don't have a note of it in our in our thing, but if what I would like to do. clean slate. <laughs> what I would like to do is uh, the newly redone version of Zombie Nightmare that, or Rock and Roll Nightmare. Okay. Sorry, Zombie Nightmare, Zombie Nightmare. I keep getting those two confused because they both have John Michael Thor in them. Uh, but we're going to talk about that on the next one, Zombie Nightmare, which of course was one of the uh, sci-fi uh, era MST3K episodes. And uh, yeah, I don't really remember too much from it. Honestly, Adam West was in it. I know that much, um, but I don't remember. I don't remember everything about it. But that is, uh, yeah, that'll be at our next episode next week, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, probably again. Um, if not, you know, we'll let you know ahead of time uh, on uh, on Twitter or on our Patreon uh, a little bit early. I let everybody know yesterday on the Patreon what we were going to be doing today. Everybody else found out uh, this morning. Uh, on Twitter. So if you want to support the podcast, uh, if you like what you hear, you can either subscribe here on Twitch or you can go to patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast and support us over there. Uh, otherwise, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at tbriffcast, and I'm on Twitter at pbandawesome. Uh, and I'm Dave. You can check me out on Twitter at, at dchadwickauthor. I'm at, you can check me out at davechadwick.info. And I want to give uh, uh, um, a real special uh, shout out to, I mean, I should have listened to this podcast, but I don't know why <laughs> I would say this. But um, be on maybe the lookout here. And then, what's it? Yeah, well, well, maybe I'll bring, bring that up with her. Be like, hey. But um, uh, the audiobook for the Tumbleweed Dossier, my Aliens Abducting Vampires uh, uh, novel from 2008. Uh, Haley Pullis, the, the, the quite lovely star of General Hospital, and she is also in Netflix's um, The Expanding Universe of Ashley Garcia. She's been in quite a number of things. Uh, she finished the audiobook for the Tumbleweed Dossier. And she sent it to me I for review. I'm so excited to hear this. Yeah, she, she sent it to me for review, and I listened to it. And she is such a pro. She's such a champ. Like, I love this woman. Not in that out there creepy way, but it's, it's, she's amazing. And, like, I mean, all my narrators are, are amazing, but we're talking about Haley right now. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. Josh. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> no. Before Col- he says anything. Col- Colette is amazing as well. But um, uh, I was just I was I was stunned at how how good it was, and it, it's it's her first audio book, and um, I, 
I'm going to go ahead and approve it. Uh, she's got to so got to do like some other things on her side that I can't do. But here in the next couple of weeks, because then I have to approve it, which I will immediately. Uh, well, she's got to do what she's got to do on her end. Um, I'll approve it. Then it's got to go to Audible. Audible will listen to it within 10 days, and then it will go on sale. So I'm hoping probably not by the end of April, but definitely in May. Um, hopefully the first part of May, it depends on how fast Haley gets her uh, part done, which I think is probably just a button push on her end. Then that sends it to me, and then I send it to Audible. And then Audible takes 10 days, and then it's up. So, uh, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. I'm very, very excited about it. Me so, too. And- I really want to hear this. So. But uh, yeah, but no, all my audiobooks have been making uh, great progress. Tumbleweed's basically finished. Um, uh, Rick's been making a lot of progress on Monkey, and Colette's been making great progress on Son of Santa. And they're all great, amazing people, and I'm just so lucky to have all of them. And we will see you guys next time right here on the True Blue Riffcast. Rock till you die. Rock till you die.